Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome friends back to another r slash nuclear revenge video. If you like these explosive stories of revenge, join in by hitting the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our story of the days by unacknowledged, forced me out of the closet, have fun running from the police. At the time the situation peaked, I was 15 years old and a sophomore in high school. Given that this was two years ago, dialogue might be a little hazy, but everything else is true to detail. Backstory. I come from a pretty big family. My dad comes from a family of 15, and my mom comes from a family of 11. Both my parents are the oldest child on their side of the family. Naturally, with that many kids, both my parents took on some parental roles from a young age. My father's the kind of man who's been shaped by his first-hand experiences with poverty. Growing up, he had nothing, and by the time he was 12 years old, it was time to get to work to help feed the other 14 mouths. My dad loved his siblings and did his best to work hard and bring home money so his siblings didn't go hungry. That was a horror he himself faced when he was a little boy. However, this unconditional love sprouted something that was not as innocent. After he came to America, my dad worked his butt off to give his children the best possible life. He didn't want to have anyone face the same things he did. Cue bratty younger siblings. The love my dad has for his kids oftentimes extends to his nieces and nephews. Although my dad's far from rich, he never denies someone who needs a hand. My aunts and uncles knew this. As previously mentioned, my dad comes from a family of 15. Having faced poverty and knowing how hard it was to raise a family that big, you would think my aunts and uncles would know their limits and have smaller, more manageable families, right? Wrong. Some of my aunts and uncles have 7 to 9 kids. This would be no problem if they went out and worked to provide for their kids, but instead, they sit on their butt at home and look to the big brother for financial help. About 8-10 to ten years ago, my father landed a job as a semi-truck driver after two years of going to school and studying to be able to get the necessary license and credentials. Everything was going well for my family. Instead of barely making ends meet, suddenly we had some extra cash lying around. This attracted the attention of one of the before-mentioned aunts. This aunt had a really bad history in my family and was notorious for being lazy and living off the food stamps and welfare she was given. Here in the States, she has five kids under the age of 12. She constantly throws this detail around with my more well-off relatives, hoping for some handouts. It never really bothered me until everything came to a peak the year I turned 15. The wrongdoings, tax season was coming around and that meant my aunt was in a frenzy. She hadn't worked a day that year, but really wanted to cash in on some of that return money that hardworking people were going to get. Cue tax fraud. Since she knows that the government isn't going to give her any money, she sells her kids as dependents for other people to use as tax deductions. Not my kids, not my problem. Tax return season is a fun time for people like my dad who work hard and get to cash in on some money at the end of their working year. This year, he had a plan on how he was going to spend that money. I was going to turn 15 and a coming of age ceremony was scheduled for August. But my aunt had other plans. 
You see, my dad had this dream of starting his own truck driving business and had been putting it on hold to help family members get out of tough spots. In swoops my aunt. My aunt sat down with my dad and told her all about this plan she had on getting my dad this money and blah blah blah. Her plan fell through and all the money my dad had given her, all the tax returns plus some savings, was gone. The total damage was about $10,000. Might not seem like a lot, but it was almost everything we had. With all this money gone, my dad panics. The money he spent was for the ceremony, and he was running out of time to get his hands on some cash before he had to cancel altogether. This didn't really bother me. I didn't really care if the ceremony occurred. I knew my dad was in a state of stress, and my selfish wants were not at the center of attention right now. But deep down inside, I felt a burning rage towards my aunt. A rage that was not easily hidden. I knew better. I knew that that money was not lost because her plan had failed. She was taking her busload of kids to Las Vegas for a mini vacation and putting a down payment on a way too expensive truck. I knew this was no coincidence. I knew that this money that my dad worked for was being used and paraded on social media at that given moment. But my dad was oblivious. So the rage went from deep down to surface level. I couldn't help the glares or snide remarks. It was just too much to handle. One day, as the whole family sitting in her house talking about the upcoming plans for the ceremony, I feel daggers being thrown at me. I start wiggling on the couch, visibly uncomfortable because my back's to a group of people who are all staring at me and tossing me looks that could kill. I don't muster up the courage to look behind me, but when the television goes dark for a few seconds in between scenes, I see the eyes of my family looking at my back. Some of them look disappointed, others sad, and some straight up furious. I'm scared. I didn't know what I did to ensue this kind of reaction. An hour passes and my parents gather up the family and get in the car. The drive home is silent and my anxiety is shooting through the roof. I get home, drop my stuff in my room, and lay down for a second trying to gather my thoughts. My mom was never the kind of person who just wanted to talk to me and usually left me alone. But she walks in and sits down on my bed looking down. Her eyes wandered as she spoke, but she never looked at me directly. The following conversation ensued. She said, tell me what's going on, please. Me, obviously confused, said, the heck are you on about? She says, your aunt had some things to share about you today. I say, um, okay, and? She says, you know I love you regardless. Why didn't you just tell me? At this point, I'm getting super frustrated because she's not looking at me and she's being super vague about the situation, not addressing anything in particular and just assumed I'm going to admit a crime or something. I say, just tell me what you want or get out. Mom said, OP, I know you're gay. I said, what? I was fuming and felt tears welling up in my eyes. My extended family is very conservative, and being gay was seen as a sin in my family. I'm not gay, I'm bisexual. Regardless, I knew admitting to this was only going to cause trouble for me in the future, so I denied everything to heck. I told my mom to leave me alone and to let me think and gather myself. I sat and I cried. I didn't want to out myself yet because I didn't know how to handle my family's reaction, but this decision was made for me. But in that fur of sadness, I thought about who could have possibly found out this information in the first place. Then it hit me. My aunt frequented this local restaurant that was owned by some lady and her husband. Their daughter was one of my classmates and she didn't really like me. 
Since my aunt frequented this restaurant, she would talk to the daughter while waiting on her meal and brought up that she had a nice niece that was around her age and asked if she knew anything about me. Since I'm more comfortable with my sexuality at school, I'm more open to telling people. Word gets around fast in high school, and obviously this information didn't stay in my friend circle for a very long time. This girl my aunt was talking to had found out this detail as well and willingly relayed the information to my aunt. That sadness and that feeling of helplessness soon turned to rage. I knew who was at fault here and her witch butt was sitting at home still living off my dad's tax return. So I made my plan. The revenge, that burning anger soon transformed and became a more calculated anger. I knew what I wanted to do and I knew I had to act on it now. So, as much as it hurt me inside to do it, I put on my innocent 15-year-old girl face and smiled politely when around here from then on. I did so with every family member, acting completely oblivious all while I was carrying out my plan. You see, my aunt's current boyfriend had a habit of smoking weed. Harmless, right? He would post videos of himself smoking weed while holding my youngest cousin. There were videos of him drinking alcohol and giving it to his kids as his idea of a joke. He was a nasty person who dedicated himself to smoking pot and laying around the house all day. I hated him as much as my aunt. I screen recorded videos, screenshot his picture uploads, and even got my hands on some pictures he posted of his huge pot stash. Even a screenshot of him offering to sell this pot to a minor. I gathered this information for about a month, but it wasn't enough to incriminate him. I wanted to incriminate her too. So, I took to some family members' phones. I, being a teenager, am seen as the family's repair woman when it comes to things going wrong with technology. Because of this, I have a lot of my family's passwords for Facebook and other social medias. I never used these passwords for anything bad and just kept them in case I got one of those I can't log in calls. But this time, I used this to get my hands on some information. Within a few minutes of digging and searching, I found information regarding the fact that she knew her boyfriend smoked around her children, how she found it amusing, and her not wanting to take action on this. I also found more information about her selling her dependents for tax returns, and some information on other illegal acts that I will not repeat here. But man oh man was that some evidence. I was sick of it. I was sick of having to smile every time I saw that woman, and I was sick of pretending to be someone that I wasn't. I was sick of this disgusting boyfriend that this woman had and how he would treat my younger cousins. I took all the stuff I collected and I gave it to the police anonymously. The following information was given to me secondhand as I wasn't there when this happened. When the police went to go investigate these claims, my aunt was out shopping and left the kids in care of the boyfriend. Lo and behold, the house smells of weed. The police knock on the door, no answer. My aunt's boyfriend is scared. He's using a towel to try and get the smell out of the house, and he's telling the kids to go hide in their room. He never answers the door, and instead calls my aunt, telling her to rush home. The police give up after a while, since they don't have a court-issued warrant and can't enter the premises without the permission of the resident. My aunt gets home, and her boyfriend is scared out of his mind. As it turns out, he's been doing a lot of illegal stuff. 
They make their decision. A call is made to my dad asking for money. My aunt packed up her car with all the stuff she could fit in there and was moving across the country to live with her boyfriend's mother. My dad gave her the money she asked for and I haven't seen her since. Last I heard, she and her boyfriend were doing the same dumb stuff. My dad promptly cut off the financial support after he found out from another family member that she was lying to him about using the money for her kids and instead giving the money to her boyfriend so he could smoke it away. Oh well, one more call to police won't hurt. Once you have a warrant out for your arrest and the cops are looking for you, you can no longer cash in on benefits from the state. So, guess who got their food stamps and welfare checks taken away? Yeah, no more of that sitting on your butt at home money. Another detail, my family and I are all Mexican. Although my family is legal and has gone through the process of gaining residency, having a criminal record is grounds for getting that residency revoked. So yeah, even though I don't get the satisfaction of her rotting in a prison cell, I do get the satisfaction of knowing she messed up her entire life in the States. Do you guys agree that what this aunt did is absolutely deplorable just to get a little bit more access to money? Lying and cheating and stealing. It makes you wish that OP could just get a hold of their dad, sit them down in a chair and say, Look, dad, you're getting stolen from hand over fist and this person's an awful person. You gotta respect the dad for helping family out where they can, but they had some serious blinders on here. Like to the point that they must have known at least a little bit what was going on and just willfully wanted to and probably convinced themselves that it wasn't. I don't know if it was the weed or whatever that finally convinced them to say, hey, maybe I shouldn't keep giving this money to her to blow for things that aren't actually going to what she says they're going to. I don't know, but you kind of just wish somehow, some way, they would have figured it out and stopped giving that money a lot sooner. If a relative treated you like this, and then after you try to get revenge on them, they move away to the other side of the country, would you still be trying to call the police and report them when you know they can probably get busted for something and still keep up seeking that revenge even though they're not in your life anymore? Let me know in the comments down below. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. If you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.